0: The following program, the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, is paid for in full by AccuNet Mortgage, LLC, an equal housing lender, consumeraccess.org number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage, LLC, and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands.
1: Welcome to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show getting you inside information on buying selling and financing your home with expert advice from acunet mortgage and realty and now here's brian and david wickert well good morning i'm brian wickert uh, the majority owner of
0: Accunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors, along with son David, who's our Chief Client Experience Officer and Senior Loan Consultant at Acunet Mortgage. If you've got a question or a comment, you can call or text us on the Old National Bank talk and text line, which is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. You can also grab a podcast of today's show anywhere that you normally get your podcasts. And uh, uh, your cousin uh, Brent uh, Reiki told me that uh, we have a Spotify channel. Did <laughs> you know
2: that? uh no, no, I didn't know that, but cool,
0: yeah, good goodbye me, all right, so uh, mortgage rates went down on Friday by a lot for one day, went down almost three eighths of a percent, but certainly a yep. full quarter. Um and the typical reasons if you asked anybody on the street you'd say well gee it must have been the Federal Reserve did something Did the Federal Reserve cut rates no <laughs> no um, maybe there was some report on inflation because we've been talking on the show all year about how inflation is the enemy of interest rates did we get some sudden good news on inflation nope nope uh, I know I know a jobs report because we said the jobs you know employment is really important and we did in fact get a Jobs report on Friday for February. We'll talk about that in a minute. It was actually a little stronger than expected, so that would normally be bad for rates, but that wasn't it either. It was a bank failure, like a super surprising bank failure. Um, The second largest bank failure in the history of the United States of America occurred on Friday morning when the great state of California and the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation set down uh, Silicon Valley Bank. Silicon Valley Bank had 209 billion with a B of assets making them the 16th largest bank in the country um, just to put that in perspective Wisconsin's largest bank is Associated Bank they have thirty-nine billion. 39 billion oh so that's okay. a big bank yeah uh, but when you look at the top bank who, who's the top bank in
2: America JP Morgan Chase is JP Morgan the big
0: Chase dog. 3.2 trillion dollars so okay they are 15 times larger than the failed silicon valley bank so uh what the i have all kinds of detailed notes david but uh you summarize it for me why did silicon valley bank all of a sudden fail apparently so quickly
2: well so uh the answer was it's a classic bank run when people start pulling their money out of the bank the bank has to sell whatever they went and bought you know to go make money on their deposits and people were pulling money faster than silicon valley bank could make them whole and suddenly they had this giant hole in their balance sheet and that's when the fdic stepped in and said you are underwater and you are now in receivership under the federal government yep ultimately ultimately it was that they borrowed short and invested long correct so
0: so when you put your money in a bank and you have deposits you're lending the bank your money you're the lender and yeah. you're saying, "Hey, here, here's a hundred thousand dollars. You know, what interest rate will you pay me?" Yeah. But that bank doesn't keep the money in their vault. They go out and invest it. They invest all of it. Yeah. And try to make more interest on the money you know that they're using to invest than what they're paying you. It's that simple. It's been that way for hundreds of years. Uh, and then the bank's got to keep about ten percent. It's about a ten to one ratio of uh, their money versus the borrowed money from the depositors. Yeah. And, and so the clientele that the silicon valley bank oh wait what's it called silicon valley yes they were lend or their their depositors their customers were largely venture capital funded startup companies yeah in technology and healthcare care so maybe they this company goes out and raises a hundred billion dollars of cash right through a venture capital deal
2: hundred million but yeah oh, 100
0: million not a billion 100 million <laughs> yeah. yeah they're they deposited at silicon valley bank your yeah. home for venture capital based, you know, startups. So you've got these really huge depositors. And what I read was that uh, the bank started to know that they were getting into trouble uh, because they had bought a bunch of mortgage-backed securities when rates were at 3%. And <laughs> now what they were having to do as their depositors said, hey, I need my money back because I'm kind of struggling right now. So, you know, I need some some of that $100 million that I deposited back Silicon Valley Bank has to go out there and sell a bunch of mortgages with note rates at three in an environment where note rates are at seven so they're getting like 50 cents on the dollar when they're selling their assets gulp and that's what started to gobble them up and so interesting our article in the Wall Street Journal recapping this you know, talking about how literally uh, Wednesday, Moody's investments uh, rating service tells the bank, hey, we're going to lower your credit rating, you yeah. know, because you got this problem. Yeah. Well, then all of a sudden their stock plummets like by 50% at the opening of business on Thursday. All the venture people are watching this. And so they start picking up the phone and telling their clients Hey, hey pull your money out of Silicon Valley Bank and how many dollars remember? They have 209 billion in assets. They had 175 billion in deposits. How much got withdrawn on Thursday? David, I you think told? it was as
2: much as 40 billion got pulled on Thursday Correct.
0: So a quarter of their depositors said I wanted my money back and That's when they went poof. Yeah. All right. So so the only reason that we're talking about this is a it's novel Oh, you yeah. don't have a 209 billion dollar bank go poof very often uh by the way the, the two things in addition to forcing mortgage rates down by a quarter percent because that's just a fear like what's happening yeah put your money into safe things like treasuries and so we got this nice uh, dip in rates um it, a, a lot of bank stocks also got hammered I think Chase went down five percent and so did uh, a lot of regional banks all right but when we come back we're going to tell you exactly where did interest rates end, and then let's turn the corner and also start talking about, hey, we got some new home price appreciation uh, numbers. Uh, we'll share all that right after this. You're listening to the AcuNet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ.
1: Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AcuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ.
2: All right, we're back yeah over there well can I just say we were so we were talking about the failure of Silicon Valley Bank yeah. and the question all weekend was oh my god is this gonna spread to elsewhere in financials this is just the opinion of uh, one David Price Wickard yes sir. absolutely not because this is a, a, an example of poor investment management on their part if your neighbor goes bankrupt That does not impact your personal balance sheet. It's your neighbor did a bad job of managing their money. That does not mean that it somehow affects your checking account.
0: Good point good point now there are there other banks out there like them that have a similar risk exposure maybe oh, sure yes yeah. but chances are you don't have your money and you know how you protect yourself keep your deposits under two hundred fifty thousand dollars yes uh, one interesting fact that I uh, had here in my research on that is there was a hundred and fifty one billion of their hundred and seventy three billion dollars of deposits were over the two hundred fifty thousand dollar FDIC insured limit so okay shame on you for, exactly you know believing that this uh, you know bank was bulletproof okay so um rates meanwhile dipped a quarter of a percent. Uh, If you're putting 5% down on the median price $300,000 home in the Milwaukee metropolitan area, we could have fetched you a 6.625% interest rate on Friday. That has an APR of 6.79 because you would have been paying a little bit of mortgage insurance. And this is with 780 credit Mm -hmm. or higher. That's now the new top dog uh, credit tier. It used to be 740 or higher. There was no difference. Mm -mm. Changed (laughs) the game on you. Now there's a difference between 740 760 and 780 Hey, if you're putting 20% down guess what the rate was 6.625 and well and yeah
2: and and I'm sure with this this drop in rates dad the payment savings are enormous
0: well David I'm glad you asked (laughs) that on a $240,000 loan which would be 20% down on the median priced home of 300 the payment difference is I should have asked Isaac for a drumroll $58.37
2: Oh so? well, well now I'm going to go buy a house. Now that That's I'm right. saving $58 now, a month. I'm honey, comfortable time to that. head out. I don't care it's snowing. Let's go look at some houses. That's right. Well, the
0: fact of the matter is it's just more psychological. It's a lot yeah. easier. To think you know what I'm gonna borrow money at six point six two five, then at seven point one two five that's just the seven handle what no what do, what do we think well you're on the front lines I know the the what answer is the of shoppers? course
2: but the reason why six looks better than seven is because you had to stare at seven for a minute seven would look pretty good if you had to look at eight for a minute as know. well um, I just you know for home shoppers as I consult with folks it is to think long-term about the pile of money called your mortgage Yep. And and that you, whatever your rate is, the rate is not the reason why you're buying a house, and it is not a life sentence. And although we cannot guarantee that you can refinance sometime in the future, the whole goal would be let's try to get smarter and smarter about this pile of money over time. So mm-hmm. whether it's 7 and a quarter, which it's not, or 6625 6. 6, like yep. you said, it's the the payment is not going to be the thing the rate nor the payment is going to be the thing that holds people back from deciding to buy a house hey what about this
0: idea that i'm going to sit around because you know what surely home prices are going to drop any minute now well we've got the latest home price index number from the federal housing finance agency which is fannie mae and freddie mac's um regulator and so they gather all this information from fannie mae and freddie mac about what homes are selling for and then every quarter every three months they say well how much did homes go up or down? And um, the beauty of their number is it does take into account square footage, bedrooms, bathrooms. It's not like that blunt instrument of the median sales price, you know that we do report sure. from the Realtors association. This is much more granular, uh, I think, a much more accurate measure of the um, of the price fluctuations. So w- when we come back, we're going to tell you where did Wisconsin come in? I'm going to tell you, We're number 15 in the country. (laughs) Top half, for sure. And then we've also got the home price appreciation numbers uh, for all the metropolitan statistical areas in Wisconsin. How much did your home go up in value? We'll tell you when we come back. You're listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620 WTMJ.
1: Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All right. So we are back, and let's
0: talk about, hey, is my house price going down? You know, I keep reading in the national headlines. Oh, home prices are going to plummet, and they're plummeting here and there. Well, we've got the latest reading from the Federal Housing Finance Agency, which is a—they're called their Home Price Index, paired sales analysis, which means they're looking at what did, um, you know, three-bedroom, two-bath homes of 2,300 square feet change in value, not just mm-hmm. looking at some broad average. So uh, number one... On a state basis, uh, fastest appreciating market is no surprise, Florida. And this is measuring from the end of 2021, the fourth mm-hmm. quarter of 2021, sure. to the fourth quarter of 2022. So up 15%. North Carolina, 13%. South Carolina, 13%. Hawaii, 13%. The great state of Maine, where your cousins live, the Reikis, 13%. So pretty good. Wisconsin, as a state uh came in 15th of the 50 states at 10 percent you're over here <laughs> not bad yeah uh, in our backyard milwaukee up 11 percent uh the top appreciation to just gander i don't know if you saw my notes david but what what do you think is the top appreciating metropolitan statistical area in the state of wisconsin
2: M- uh, madison
0: ah thank you for playing and eh. it's green bay Home oh. of those Green Bay football players, 18% year over year home price appreciation. Wow. Um, third, second best is Janesville Beloit at 16%, Appleton 15%, Madison, who you said was probably the hottest, only 12%, along with Eau
2: Claire. <laughs> um, so, let's not walk past 12%. but well, okay. Okay.
0: Okay. Okay. It's not 18, though. Yeah. All right. Milwaukee, metropolitan area, up 11%. Um, That's the five-county Milwaukee metropolitan. Oh, no, you know what? It's four-county in this uh, example because they break out Racine, which is 10% uh, home price appreciation. As we start to slide south towards the um, Illinois border, did you know that Lake County, Illinois, and Kenosha, Wisconsin, are a cross-state metropolitan statistical area? You probably knew that, right? Really? No. Okay. If you say so. I am saying so, and so that's a six percent year over year home price appreciation Chicago only five percent. And to my surprise, home of the University of Minnesota, where you are a graduate, minneapolis yeah. St Paul, only a three uh, percent year over year home price appreciation according
2: to this particular index. Any comments on that, David? this is this is supply and demand that that current homeowners, when you they probably have a three percent rate. And if they're gonna list their home for sale, they got a darn good reason. And there are a lot of buyers out there, there are hungry, hungry hippo buyers out there who wanna snap up those listings. And so, I think even if listings doubled overnight, there would still not be softness in home values or competitive situations in for good our homes. our microcosm, because oh, let sure, always
0: yeah. remember and never forget, you know, I hey, I tell you, Wisconsin, okay, is ten percent, but that doesn't mean it's ten percent home appreciation everywhere. Yeah, right. I just told you it varied from six percent in Kenosha to eighteen percent in Green Bay. There's a lot right. of variance. Right. So even when we're talking in you know Metro Milwaukee or, or Madison or Green Bay, it's, what are we talking about? Are we talking about condos over a million dollars, or are we talking about single family two bedroom starter homes that are a hundred and fifty? You know, the supply and demand dynamic between those two submarkets uh, does vary. Now, last week, David, during the show, you were actually talking on break, I think, and texting yeah, to yeah. buyers and agents who were involved in a transaction. Set that up, and then we'll we'll talk about that when we come back after the news break. Here,
2: absolutely. So uh, referred in by their buyer's agent, John. There was a home listed. Uh, it was in. It was technically it was Germantown, uh, but they were kind of looking in the like Menominee Falls, Germantown area. Sure, kind of
0: I-45, 41 corridor, let's call it. Northern Waukesha County, southern Washington County.
2: And and so these folks uh, got them rock solid, pre-approved, and, of course, a home came up for sale, and it was kind of in like the 425, maybe uh, all the way up to... 425, 475 range. Okay, so that's shopping. And, you know, as we always do, I I pull up the listing to calculate some numbers, maybe get them a customized pre-approval letter, and I look to see, and I think I called her Jane last week. I was like, Jane, I know this listing agent, Jane. Jane loves Acunet. And so between segments last week, I called Jane and I said, Jane, this is David over at Acunet Mortgage. You are going to get an offer uh, from a client and they have a pre approval from AccuNet. They are awesome. And it is going to be smooth sailing to get into closing. I really hope we can work together on this transaction. Jane loved the phone call. Sure. And I'll tell you the rest of the story uh, after we take this break for the news. It's time to turn it over to Wyatt Barmore Pooley in the 24 hour newsroom. Over to you, Wyatt. Don't break the bank to get into a house.
1: Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. All
0: right, so we're talking about your uh, home buyers that you're helping to acquire a home. I think you said they're relocating back to the state or to the state for the first time, so that's yes. their motivation. Uh, I think you told me they've sold their home. Yep. this was from last week's show. I'm going off of memory that they had tried making some offers contingent upon the sale of their out-of-state home. That, not surprisingly, in our opinion, did not get accepted. Yep. Um, but but now they're out there. Hey, they got their cash in hand from the sale of their old home, and they want to buy a new place. And so they're writing an offer last week. This time, in Sunday morning, how many offers did it turn out they were competing
2: against? Um, let's. I'm going to say a handful, a if handful. only. That that's okay. how I'll describe okay. it. I because, point. It, it. I mean, this is a price point that is nice. You get you know quite a bit of square footage um, at that price point, and uh, and you know in having that much space, I think is important. Uh, so they, so I make the call to the listing agent, which um, couldn't have I mean, pri- Well, yeah, of course, and I this was true last weekend. I I do that all the time. It's uh, yeah. it's always good to hear from the lender to be like. These uh, people are. You know,
0: it's going to say rock solid, but these guys are granite. They are hard. Well, exactly. Granite. Well, the
2: other thing too that I tell listing agents, it's like I'm calling you from my cell phone. This is literally tattooed to my head. So if yeah. you have a, if you or your sellers have questions, call me. And yeah. you know, I can't share every detail, obviously, right. because right. Right. the borrower the is our seller, client. Right. Right. But if you guys have questions or something, just call me. So did these uh, which is a lot better over? than a. I was just going to say which is a lot better than calling a skyscraper downtown. If you have to call an eight hundred number, you know yeah. exactly what you're getting. Probably not. And I
0: was so did these folks folks offer over the asking they price? They did.
2: So okay. so it was it was listed and they made a strong offer above that list price, but they that weren't the happen. only one. Ah. And so the the seller, you know, observing, hey, I'm pretty popular right now. They yeah. kind of like poker. They re-raised, they they countered, I think, all of their offers. Realizing, like, I have a house that more than one person wants, which means I am in the position to, you know, double down. Um, To ask for more. To ask for more. And and for my buyers, they uh, weren't willing to double down. Like in a game of poker, they had made their strong offer, and and when it was a re raise, they said, "Not for us." No, thank you. Yeah. What?
0: And I'm sure you did this. Did you quantify for them what was the difference between in payment or money out of pocket from what they had offered versus what the re raise was? And and was there a specific dollar amount that the seller said, "Hey, would you be willing to pay me this dollar amount?" Or they was
2: did it? the the seller specified a, a dollar amount that you know, hey, if you say yes, the house is yours. Oh, okay. And absolutely, I mean, we. Uh, I like to say my rule of thumb generally is for every thousand more dollars. It's yeah. about six dollars a month in payment Okay, that's a good rule of thumb to know Um, And, and so and you know, okay ten thousand more dollars. It's a sixty dollar more in payment okay. For for them, you know, it's no more money out of pocket because you know the di- or they're not a material They're
0: they're putting 20% down on they got to bring If they're going ten grand more, then they got to bring two grand more, or whatever.
2: Not even, and so um, it wasn't even. It wasn't necessarily the payment. I think it was just that they had made their strong offer, and to and to feel like they had to then stretch to another level to get the home because they just weren't willing to do it. Not yet. Maybe on the next house. Uh, it Correct. all depends.
0: Maybe the house wasn't as nice as they wanted. By the way, I did a little quick research here before on our last break uh, in the areas where they're looking, which I'm saying is uh, Germantown, Jackson, Menominee Falls, and Brookfield. Let's say it's kind of that you know yeah. I forty five forty one corridor. I guess mm-hmm. it's not I; it's state roads. Anyway, uh, there are twenty four active listings on the Multiple Listing Service, and thirteen of them have offers. So, so there's really only eleven that are out there without offers. But this is what I found interesting. And I did the price range 399 up to 475. But this is what I found surprising, David. Uh, there is a listing out there for one day, four days, five days, but now check this out. Then you leap up to, oh, I'm 46 days on the market. I'm 47 ooh. days on the market. A couple of them are 115 days on the market, A 100, I'm like, what is going on with these listings yeah I gotta drill down on that maybe I'll do that on this next break what do you want to talk about next you got all a-
2: right so your so your choice I got a couple stories we can either we come back talk about a bad basement we can talk about return from parental leave or mm. a spouse starting graduate school your choice Whoa, when we come back right. uh, everyone you're listening to the acunet mortgage and realty show on the biggest stick in the state am 620 WTMJ
1: important home buying questions and answers you can count on this is the Acunet mortgage and realty show with Brian Wickard on WTMJ all right we were just talking about uh, hey what's that
0: market like um, in the price range where your buyers are looking between 399 between 399 and um, uh, 475.
2: 475. Yeah. There we go
0: and, and I said, boy, some of these have been out here a long time, 115 days, 100 <laughs> new construction. They, were new, they are new construction listings. And then another one I found that was out there for the 174 days. It's not even in, in uh, Jackson or Germantown, whatever I thought it was. It's way up north somewhere. So the bottom line is it is a little bit <clears throat> more normal, I would say. All right, so you gave me the choice of what do we want to talk about. And I'm going to go with uh, parental leave. Parental leave, because only because I think that's the most common. Maybe that in the basement problem. So let's, yeah. let's try to tackle those two. So tell me the story.
2: Okay. About the leave. So uh, these, fo- I was talking to these folks last night uh, at about eight thirty. Uh,
0: wait, wait. wait. You, you working on a Saturday, David? Of course.
2: Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. This is when. So these folks, young family, and um, they're uh, they have a two month old. And so mom is on parental leave. And of course, you know, they, sh- they shared this with me. Well, first we commiserate over, uh, having young kids. Cause part of the reason why we were talking at 830, I was like, you know, bedtime, we give bedtime a wide berth at mm-hmm. least in our house. And so, uh, lots of folks I think appreciate, you know, flexibility on connecting, right? That they had to put down their, uh, older kid and I, put down my son for bedtime and so then we connected that later in the evening and okay. so they share with me that uh, so she's a teacher and you know so having having given me the heads up that she's currently on leave part of I think the huge benefit of the rock-solid pre-approval is that as we say lots of times mortgage lending is all about PDFs right <laughs> And yeah. well, it is. PDFs, it yeah. we're we're in the PDF manufacturing uh, world mm-hmm. in mortgage lending, and, and by so,
0: manufacturing you don't mean
2: we're we're fabricating them.
0: <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> we're no, no, collecting no, no. them. Yes, so okay,
2: cool. Yeah, PDF collection. And I said, we. It is not a mystery what we need to document your leaf. Because I need, said the, David, well what do you need to document her leave? Well I mean, so can we just count her old salary? Come on. Well, so what I said was documenting leave, it's both about the past, but it's also very much about the future. And mm-hmm. so it's understanding when did you go on leave? What was your income at the time that you left? How long had you been at your employer when you left? Uh, and then sometimes even to, while on leave, are you receiving any income? How long will that go for? But I said the most important uh, lens is returning the future, your return from leave and And so I said, when you know, have you communicated with your manager? do you have an agreement on when you will return? Yes, I'm returning in early april oh and but but then follow up, I said, is that in is that just words that you've said to each other or do you have something written down and and so that was a key point it was it was just verbal wow. and i said in order to you, well because it's a pdf world in mortgage lending we're going to need that in writing and and let's get that in writing now. Part of the rock solid is it's not a mystery. Let's gather the documentation right now so yeah, that there's less stress. You have Let's
0: not find out that your HR department doesn't exactly. like putting things in writing after you've got an offer accepted. If, well, if that's going to be a problem, let's find that out
2: now. 100%. Yep. And, and so that was, I think that, you know, ha- having a young baby is stressful enough. And so I, for this family, to know that we could tackle any of the it's not even a hiccup. It's just let's all get it. Let's all get it in writing right now. Yeah. It yeah. reduces the stress because buying a home is stress can be stressful, yeah. or falling in love with a home, I should say, can be stressful. Well, if you if you don't get to get married after you have to <laughs> have to fall in love, that,
0: <laughs> right. if if it the can't. house that you fell in love with decides to get married to a different buyer, then that is heartbreaking. Yes.
2: It, indeed, and and so I think it was just really. Um, quite a relief to this young family that if we just do this little bit of homework being on parental leave is gonna be a nothing sandwich we're just gonna iron out all the details before they go out and as you said fall in love with a house this the first
0: time that they've tried to buy a home exactly. while somebody's on family leave it's not our first time true all right so
2: so hey let us let us be your guide and iron out the wrinkles Exactly. All right. So that's my story here. When we come back uh, from this break, let's dive into another quick story uh, before the end of the show. You're listening to the Accurate Mortgage and Realty Show on AM 620 WTMJ. WTMJ, W277CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee
1: from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. <laughs> Find a place to call home. Without the headache. This is the acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ.
0: And also the taller, younger, more handsome David Wickard, who's sporting his Ted Lasso mustache. Yeah, but you said that's coming off today? Yeah, my lease agreement
2: ends today on the mustache, so
0: Okay. All right. So uh we're talking about, hey, the current awesome environment for buying a home. Good news is rates are a quarter percent lower. Yeah, uh, today than they were when we woke up on Friday morning. So that's good. About six point six two five percent on a thirty-year fixed rate with anywhere from twenty-five to five percent down. APRs ranging from six point seven to six point seven eight, depending on your down payment. And so that's that's good news going the right way. Hey, by the way, this coming week we have a big potential market mover. We we kind of dodged a. A bullet, so to speak, this last Friday, we had a what I'm calling still a stronger than expected jobs report where the government reported 311,000 new jobs were created over and against an expectation of more like 225, 250, something like that. Uh, But because there was less increase in the hourly wage, that was like, "Er, okay, well, maybe that's good news. But this coming Tuesday, we get the Consumer Price Index, a measurement of inflation. And, of course, folks, always remember and never forget, it's not the Federal Reserve that's causing mortgage rates to go up. It is inflation. Yeah. And the Federal Reserve is fighting inflation by raising short-term interest rates to try to cool down the economy and, frankly, cause people to lose their jobs, which Fed Powell almost said out loud this last week in his congressional testimony. But all that's to say, we don't know where mortgage rates are going, but we do know what it takes for a successful home sale to happen and David tell regale us with the uh, anecdote of your buyers who were perfectly
2: willing to fix the basement problem yeah but well and so this great down payment for these folks you know strong buyers a, a kind of a seller's dream right great down payment uh, which is always the implicit like you know hey we can get this done and they had an inspection contingency in their offer okay but like you noted they had come across a basement issue but these buyers had the means and were willing to take care of the basement issue on their own after closing and so cracked wall a leaning wall uh, both Oh cracked and leaning okay my favorite combination uh, a bowing I believe is that the verb yes yeah and so the so they did not address it they didn't codify anything about the basement in an amendment they, yeah,
0: they didn't say, hey, uh, I'm only going to buy your house if you fix the basement wall. They'd they did, however, start, but they like, lowered yeah. the purchase price. Ah, they lowered the purchase price, to, and, and which is fine. And we, we will oftentimes say that, hey, if you're going to do something related to the inspection, uh, try not to tell us. Trying to say, hey, we're lowering the purchase price by $10,000 because well, of the Boeing basement wall. Do I, not I,
2: I, would phrase it a, I would phrase it a different way. If it's not material enough to write it out, that's fine by us. But if you put it in an amendment, if you you know verbalize it, yeah. then it matters. But in this case, they didn't verbalize it. They just no. said, buyer and seller agree to lower
0: the price by X thousands of dollars. Uh, inspection contingency is here by way hereby waived. Love. Buyer and seller. That's perfect. Love that. But what's the problem? So what's the problem?
2: So then we send, you know, then Acunet orders up the appraisal and ah. the appraiser goes out to the property because we you know, an appraisal is independent verification as to the value, health and condition, and marketability and condition of the property. Yes. And so even though the buyers hadn't thrown the flag on the basement, the appraiser, I get the report, mm-hmm. and appraisers take pictures of the interior and exterior of the property. And right there on page you know, 16 of the PDF, bam, there's a picture of the cracks in the basement foundation. And an appraiser will never say, whoa, well, they'll never say, you got to fix this. What an appraiser will say is, wow, I have seen something. I am not a basement expert. Please have a basement expert go and tell all of us what is the nature or status of this yeah. basement right
0: because that could have in, in fact imp- imp- impair the value or marketability of the property and that's what we care exactly. about as lenders but David come on they're putting a big down payment can't
2: we just ignore this the short answer is no because it has to do with the marketability of the home and and, and ultimately the mortgage we're putting on it is more than the down payment that these folks are putting on, so we care extra, extra. <laughs> well, there you go. But, yeah, but it's, it's a kind of a thing. In order to sell this loan to Fannie Mae and Freddie
0: Mac, they say, hey, you can't sell us a loan where there is a, well, wait, 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 wait. I got an idea, David. Let's escrow for this. Let's put the money aside. No, can't the Z- buyer, what
2: if can't what, do what, it? Can't
0: the buyers, like, put away twice the money, and then we'll show you the contract? I, and what, I what? took
2: the snippet out of the mortgage rule book that says can't do that and so and so here's where things are the the in working with both agents this will need to get addressed uh in order for the property to sell the only person who could buy this would be a cash buyer because anyone who's lending is going to see this material impact Mm -hmm. and so both buyer and seller i think it's going to come together this week are willing to wait to get this done because it's it's going to have to get done. It is a not ignorable thing. Correct. Yeah, to help. It's so obvious old.
0: that anybody with a pair of eyes is going to notice that uh, this, this issue is material and it's out there. So, all right. That's all the time we have for today's show, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it very much. You can catch us back here, guess what, next week at the same time. We'll be glad that you uh, joined us, and don't forget to click on that blue button at acunet.com if you would like to become a rock-solid, guaranteed, pre-approved home shopper with expert weekend and evening help from guys like David Wickard. All right, we'll see you here next week. You've been listening to the Academic Mortgage and Realty Show on AM620, WTMJ. The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is paid for in full by Acunet Mortgage LLC an Equal Housing Lender, ConsumerAccess.org number 255368. The advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts and guests of Acunet Mortgage LLC and not WTMJ or Good Karma Brands.